Yeah. Um, no, no, I, I got it. <laughs> you sure? Because you didn't laugh as robustly as I hoped you would. Welcome to the Innovation Overground, the front porch of academic innovation, where we look into some of the coolest university technologies so that you don't have to. Uh, we want to add to the volume of these technologies and hopefully help move them forward into actual things on a shelf that might help people someday. Um, thank you for joining us. My name is Charlie Litton. I'm joined by Joe Rungi, Dr. Law Dog, an entrepreneurial werewolf. How's it going, Joe? Great. How are you, Charlie? I am fine. Thank you for asking. And I'm also joined by Tyler Scherer, our PhD science wizard. Hey, Charlie. How's it going? Good. How are you doing today? Oh, not bad. Not bad. Thanks Good for Good day. Yeah. Um, Please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast. Please rate and review it. Please tell a friend. We're looking to become the front porch for innovation worldwide. Need your help to do it. Always please check the program notes for the future technology today. Every week it is something fascinating. But this week... It's not just fascinating, it's delicious. And it's the future of food. It's how we're all going to eat. It's going to be the way. You're going to be like, I can't believe we used to eat a different way. And Charlie, he's going to love it. He's going to be like, man, I love this particular technology. It's the the change that we all need in the world for kindness and, and humanity. Okay. That, 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 right. that handball right was there. delicious. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Handballs. Um, yeah. Okay. So what – Joe's talking about is he, he wants to go over manufactured food. Not in the sense like, you know, where you go to a farm, you find a delicious looking cow and you murder it and eat it. Because I think meat is at its most delicious when murder is involved. The murder of the cow. I think Whoa. I think we need to kill Whoa. cows and eat Whoa. them. That's Why? Because they're delicious. You get, I get that. That's bad karma, does dude. Does the murder make it delicious? No. You're, I'm get, just, you're getting all that fear in the meat, you're eating that. It's going to make you afraid. <laughs> you, they designed. No, I, I'm obviously the, I'm, the cow murder houses are designed not to make the cow scared. Okay, good. Because like the it actually does impact the quality of the. If meat. the cow like has to run or something, or right, <laughs> they used to just have like you know maniacs chasing them with knives. <laughs> yeah, well, so I know you have to. The, the blood's got to be circulating in work a very too. specific way. Yeah, <laughs> they, they don't do it that way. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then how do they do it? Well, like, was it Temple Grandin? Is yeah, I mean, she's been involved. Yeah, so she's in some of that design. I don't know if slaughterhouses sort of, necessarily. No, but yeah, she she really? looks at yeah, okay. animal psychology and she consults on like slaughterhouse design to because she has uh, she's. I was just making a joke about meat as murder and and how it's delicious murder. That's that was really my only gag. There. So the legal definition of murder is premeditation, which I guess it does qualify for. I mean, they are premeditated. It's not. That's what happens. It's when not the heat of the moment. Lawyer into the conversation. Um, legally, can you can you to murder earn. a non-human legally as well? Or? It is not a homicide. Okay, it's a okay. bovicide. Meaticide. Porcicide. Porcicide. That would be it. Okay. All right, so I guess we're done here. Um, it's true. We have not solved animals. What does universities have to do to have murder? You're talking about meat? delicious. This is your idea. We I, need no, no. What's the problem? It's so animal cruelty. It's still a big. You can you can have Temple Grandin design the the happiest trail to the slaughterhouse where the, the slaughterhouse daycare where, where the cows get massaged and they get to watch their favorite movie and they get a, their their favorite last meal of. <laughs> Oats, the, the best grass or whatever, yeah, <laughs> corn, and, then and still, 
still, there's there's some cruelty involved. Bolt to the skull. Okay. All right. So then, what's the solution? If you if you would love to eat delicious, delicious meat, but you're afraid of the whole murder part. Yeah. What do you do? What do you do? Just eat a soy burger? It gets grown. No, the meat gets grown in a lab. Okay, lab that's grown ridiculous. Meat. You can't do that. We can do it. We are doing it. And it's I've being got done. Examples of several companies right now that are working on it. Is that Soylent Green? No. It's not people. <laughs> Soylent Green. Although, actually, you could do people this way, right? <laughs> you could technically. Yeah, there, there's right. a whole the whole untapped commercial market of, of cannibals <laughs> could be accessed. Ethical cannibalism. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I know, like where this is wow. going. Um, so, oh, well, this would be a good way to try. All right. So if you can grow any kind of meat, is that what you're saying? In, yeah. In a lab? In How do you theory? Grow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. What so, do you mean in theory? What does that mean? Well, I mean, it, 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 start in practice and then we'll get to theory. Okay, fine. Yeah. So there's, so in doing a little bit of research on lab-grown meat, there's a few different interesting strategies. So I came across, um, and I want to give a shout-out to uh, Robert Yaman. He's a software engineer who's very passionate about cellular agriculture. And he's got this blog where he really mm. dove deep into the different patent strategies around these, all these startup companies that are all around lab-grown meat over the last couple of decades. So first, the one that I was most familiar with is Memphis Meats. Memphis Meats. So, okay. um their their strategy based uh, in Tallahassee. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> based in Boise, Idaho, Memphis meets. So their 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 patent strategy centered around uh, the the hard science, so genetic engineering and and, and the molecular biology of of scalable skeletal muscle lineage specific uh, cultivation. Um, so j- just for for the benefit words. of anyone, why don't we start out with what cell culture is? Yeah. So, so I mean, they literally, they can literally just take like a muscle biopsy from your favorite cow. Um, and then they can, they can culture it by giving it, uh, all the, by putting it in the right conditions in a, in a, a, a culture chamber with the right oxygen levels and CO2 levels and feeding it the right Ooh, nutrients wait. to make it grow. So you could go and you could walk into a restaurant and like you can order the actual cow you want to eat. You, I, I you would could. like in this case, well, you see, could. The last time I had Bessie, I think this time though, I would rather eat Floyd. Yeah, exactly. But huh. if you find one that you really like, you can you just you stick with Floyd. You can get an identical burger. You're right. Time and time Last time again. I had a Floyd burger, it was pretty good. <laughs> I'm going to go with more Floyd burgers. And you don't have to get sad about it because Floyd's still happy. Right. Floyd's still living somewhere, <laughs> living his living his life. Living the dream. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Now you're I'm now sold. You're in. Let's do this. Yeah. Who's okay. doing it? Who's doing it? Memphis so, Meats. Memphis out Meats. Out of Tallahassee. Out of t- <laughs> <laughs> All right, Memphis Meats. Good Tallahassee Tire so, so out Mem- of Memphis. <laughs> so Memphis Meats has all these all this patent strategy around the science behind uh, doing this in a very large scale, so at, at economies of scale. So this is an important um, factor here. Economically, producing lab-grown meat as of 2013, I mean, we're talking six years ago, it was around, it was around $325,000 to make a patty for one burger. Oh, that's outside my budget. It's gotten down to $11. <laughs> 
Eleven. That's an expensive burger. It's still yeah, but if it's if it's Floyd <laughs> and it tastes great, how every big time. is the burger? Okay, for eleven dollars, it better be this, like at least three pounds. At this rate, it's going to be negative two hundred dollars <laughs> in four years. Yeah, right. Th- that's the point. Oh, that they're okay. going to be paying you to eat Floyd. <laughs> All right, I'll 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 take it. I'll buy that. No, but at this rate, it actually it's conceivable that in the next ten years, it will be literally cheaper to grow it in a lab than it will be to to raise the livestock. Wow, this could have huge impacts all over the place. Well, right. Yeah. I'm thinking about like you know, it's. I mean, the amount of water it takes to grow a cow. Yeah. I mean, it's astonishing. Whereas, like the amount of water it takes to culture a portion of cow. No, that's to talk about the carbon footprint involved. Carbon right? footprint's huge. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. just energy transfer. Energy yeah. comes from the sun. It comes down and enters <laughs> the biosphere through plants. Five bucks, as you mentioned, is a prism at some point. The weird thing is I'm the ecologist. <laughs> Cows are one step beyond that. I'm taking we're, step we're, beyond we're at prisms? herbivores. We're in, oh. we're in the second tropic level here, guys. Okay. It's, it's, it's thrown out tropic. I don't know <laughs> cheaper and easier. What's tropic? If we could either be vegetarians. I honestly don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about the food chain. <laughs> is it weird that you and I are having a conversation and kind of like this? It's intimate. <laughs> Gazing in your eyes. So, anyway, Memphis Meats yes, doing this anyway. at large scale. If you want to keep those farmers employed, uh, there's another company called Future Meat. They're doing it small scale and they have patents around having these small reactors that they would conceivably sell to family farms to then. Gro- grow, grow their own. So the small, reactors is the chamber. In small which the chambers meat is produced. Oh, okay. Yep. So, so not like small, nuclear power small bioreactors. Sorry. Different episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So cell-based meat production at the family farm. Yeah. So what's the the benefit of that? Is so you'd have like local production. You'd have local production. Yep. Um, and they could like culture their own animals. I mean, right? there's the, yeah, they could. There's other other benefits too. I guess if you have Man, the the, the, the larger reactors are more pro, uh, more susceptible to the huge scale uh, large scale batch contamination. Yeah, I know. Like I remember the smaller reactors, like fungus or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Smaller reactors, you keep you you have a batch contamination, and it's not. I mean, it maybe hurts Floyd's family farm, but it doesn't hurt all the other hundreds of family farms. So, like one of the things why Tyler, man, I'm just side conversation the whole thing here. Um, when you start out in grad school and you're doing cell culture, right, it's a, it's really hard to learn because, I mean, it is just unforgiving if you infect it at all because you're basically these, these media that you're growing the cells in are just like super concentrated sugar and all kinds yeah. of good stuff. And yeah, so yeah. you're growing in Coca-Cola at like 90 degrees all the time. I always call I just called it Kool-Aid. Okay, you're growing in Kool-Aid all the time. Got to get myself Kool-Aid today. That sounds like you. <laughs> it was red. A You're lot Tyler. Of the, a it lot is of the red. media is red anyway. Yeah, and it's in so. this little flask right over. And yep. so, like, it's super easy to get fungal infections. Oh, yeah. And then all your cells are toast. Yeah. You can't save them. So, like, all yeah. that work is done. So, keeping your cells alive. And every day, you got to wash them. You got to change the media. You got to get rid of all their waste products. I mean, it is it is a huge job just to keep your cell culture alive. And like on the weekend, like, oh, I hope they're okay when I get in on Monday. Hmm. Or you get in every day on the weekend, which is probably what most people do. So anyways, right, like scaling that to be more efficient is really kind of scary because, I mean, now you have to, instead of growing a flask the size of a small book, you're growing a reactor that's the size of like a beer cask, right? I mean, that's how big these things get. Maybe even bigger. I mean, it could be like literally like like on scale of at at like a a brewery. Oh, yeah, right. A big bioreactor. Yeah. So these so are like factories. What's the yield then on something like that? You're talking about like a little microbrew type thing? 
Uh, yeah, like a small brewery like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. then, if I, I don't, I don't know what the what what the tonnage of meat is. Yeah, so I mean, what, I mean, how many how many burgers are you making with that? I guess. Yeah, I don't know off the top of my. All, all I know is that they've figured out the uh, the scale in order to drop that price down from, and and they're using cheaper ingredients too. Uh, so uh, future meat um, has has figured out a way to use uh, molecules in order to stimulate growth factor at chemical. Uh, growth factors instead of actually having to use the proteins and proteins are more expensive generally than, than chemical stimulation. Huh. So they can uh, grow and proliferate their, their immortalized fibroblasts. <laughs> so they're just spiking it with magnesium instead of. Yeah. HGF. They have, they ha- and they have a patent around that, around this, 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 uh, chemically uh, stimulated growth versus having to use oh, peptide this growth goes factors. back to your whole thing about patent strategies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So they have a process of, you know, this chemical at this stage, this chemical at this stage. Yes, and they can also ah. induce fat fat cell growth as well. So 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 they can uh, you know, uh, they can have nice nicely marbled uh, steak. Marbled. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yes. They can they can they can make fat grow anywhere. So they can engineer whether you're more in the mood for a nice lean sirloin or a a nice luxurious uh tenderloin, right? Huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's part of their patent. I think I'm coming well. around. So then you can really use this. I mean, if it if it works like you're talking about in theory, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um you could finally we could all finally find out what like, you know, bald eagle tastes like or or yeah, baby seal. you could just go to the zoo and take a little. Say, you know what? A, I want to try some sample. monkey. You know, sure. Give me some chimp. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> and and nobody's hurt. Nobody gets hurt in the no. Just well, the, a biopsy. Just the little muscle oh, biopsy. Right. Yeah. It's a band aid level injury. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's surface level. Yeah. Okay, good deal. It's only a flesh wound. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, this is a big international movement, and you know there there are companies all over the world now mm-hmm. that are really jumping into this. So I, I found an Israeli startup, and there's actually a number of Israeli startups. Yeah, Future Meat was Israeli as well. Right. Oh, Future Meat's for Israeli. Yeah. Wait, I think this is. Now you're. Uh oh. I mean, there's uh, multiple. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, th- there's a a group out of out of Israel um, that is producing steaks, and they're they're really. You know, thin steaks are like three millimeters thin, but these synthetic steaks are, you know, grown from from cow cells and and they're three millimeters. So that's yeah, they're teeny tiny. They're like a slice of of luncheon meat or well, okay, that sounds like a pretty good filly or, yeah, or, a, filly. or a French dip. They're gonna make great French dips. Yeah, okay. um, but again, it, it they're they're the thing that's kind of interesting for them in in Israel, you know, because it's largely a Jewish population, is is it allows them to be able to produce them kosher. And hmm. so they've, you know, been collaborating with rabbis to make sure that their process is, uh, you know, consistent with their beliefs. But it's a way in which they can, you know, alternatively produce that. And then in addition to that, it's Israel. It's a desert. And so for them, the, you know, efficiency in producing water is going to be re- – or the amount of water that's sort of used in, in producing uh, – far- or produced meat instead of farmed meat is, is really important for – uh, especially Israeli companies to be able to do that, and, and this is future meat technologies. Hey, so, cool! Yeah. It's a, okay. I was unaware of that that uh, th- that that avenue of technology from future meat. That's very cool. Yeah. Okay. So if this is a, a, a I guess a more resource efficient way of growing meat. Yeah. Um, what? But it's gonna ta- it's gonna tax somewhere, doesn't it? It's got to that mean it just doesn't grow out of nothing. Well, so, so what sort of resources do you need to the, grow? The chief resource that Tyler's really identified is that they have found lots of clever hacks to make this process work, right? So, you know, um, 
Future Meat, right? They they've been really good at making these sort of strips, right? So they figured out how to uh, coax the cells to produce sort of nice, long, efficient sheets of meat, right? And and that's kind of what their sort of abilities do. And a lot of these are like process, right? Mm-hmm. Like cell culture is really it's, intense it's, and complicated. So a lot of methodology and right. process patents. So yeah. okay. like one of the things I never fully appreciated mm-hmm. is like how complicated factories are. Because you just think it's a bunch of machines, but like so intentional of like how they lay them out. Just mm-hmm. like simple things like, you know, producing stop signs or whatever, right? Like you really have to think hmm. the exact yeah. step because factories are all about efficiency and, you know, increasing 1% efficiency is a huge amount of savings. It's the same thing with this sort of produced meat products, right? It's all about getting the cells to grow. It's all about knowing which cells to grow. So to your point about like, you know, growing monkey versus bald eagle, it's probably not as simple as sort of slotting out a cartridge and just putting a different cell type in. You're going to start the whole process over. How do you get monkey uh-huh. cells to proliferate like their monkey cells? How do you get bald eagle to produce like their bald eagle? But then it leads to like all kinds of weird combinations, right? Like you could essentially now hack this tissue generation process. Customized meat. Yeah. Right. Not only customized for the, what kind of meat or the source, but it can be customized for what sort of nutrients you want it to have even. Or what kind of we taste get, it would have. Yeah. I mean, the amount of fat composition, you know, as, as someone you could have, You could have a steak with a bunch of vitamin C. <laughs> Marry me. <laughs> so you don't get scurvy while you're eating your steak. On your pure steak diet. <laughs> yeah. I'm on a meat-only diet. Sorry. Um, Wow, so, so if you did, there actually is quickly, sorry, one other technology from Modern Meadow that uses bioprinting that I think may be more amenable to um, growing meat from different animal sources. So the bioprinting technology, they, they, don't, they, they don't necessarily have super complicated uh, chemical, uh, biochemical processes and reactors and all those things. They literally just, they, they start with a source they, they grow it up, and then they're able to just literally extrude it through a printer um, and, and layer it. So <laughs> so it's already made then if they have to extrude it, right? What, how's that? So, how are they printing it? It just sounds like they're just making a big goopy pile of meat. So they're like extruding sort of. the connective <laughs> tissue and then letting the cells grow in it? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they're, they're, they're extruding then the... The collagen matrix of the steak. There you go. The, the, and then letting the steak grow into itself. Yes. The, the lattice work. Yeah, I'm going to say the... that is just not appetizing the way I said it. I'm really sorry about that. Well, the way they said it. I think that's how they make the McRib. <laughs> they, 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 it is how they make it. They literally, in their first patent, they describe it as, as a meat chip. <laughs> <laughs> meat chips. Yum. Actually, now that you say it that way, it does sound kind of good. Yeah, I'll have the barbecue meat chips, please. That sounds way better than a pork rind. It's a... <laughs> it does. Oh, that sounds pretty exciting. I mean, uh, so how far away are we from this being something that's in the pra- – I mean, I guess we're $11 for a We're somewhere around $11 or under already for, yeah, for like a quarter pounder. So, I mean, we're close to this being – I mean, there yet, but Tyson, can- so there's huge companies like Tyson that have invested billions into, into this lab-grown meat. It's going to be a thing pretty soon. So the, is there – has anybody – is it available anywhere? Can you get it now if you had the money to do it, if you wanted to? <laughs> I like actually, if you're Jeff Bezos. I should know the answer to that, and I, I don't. I don't. So it's $11, I don't, but... I, I'm, I think they have... I'm assuming either Memphis or Future Meat does have some products already. Okay, I was just curious. I, I, I mean, what wrong. does it taste like? What I mean, you know, how does it feel in the mouth? How is it... You know, is it is it a close proximate well, you, of you, actual burger? Or? You could mix a in... a picture of Beyond Meats. 
Looking product. at it, it yeah. looks like a okay. hoity-toity. Um, That's just the presentation. It's Look a hoity-toity. Yeah, with a bunch of. You can tailor that flavor profile. You can put some umami in there if you want. <laughs> well, yeah, um, a little bit of soy sauce. It looks like a it looks like a couple of meat chips. I'll take meat chips. I'll, I'll try to eat it. Yes, I'd try it. I'll definitely try it. Yeah, I'm a fatty, so I'm gonna try about anything. All right, I think on that note, I think it's time to come to ground on this one. Um, We'll learn more about these uh, various exciting, very exciting meat technologies and, and vitamin C flavored beef, which sounds wonderful. Um, so check check for those links in the program notes. I also need to shout out to our sponsors, Unimed, the Tech Transfer Office for the University of Nebraska, and KVNO Recording Studios here at UNO. Uh, for Tyler Sharon and Joe Runge, I'm Charlie Litton saying thank you for joining us on the Innovation Overground. <laughs>